Blog Talk Radio. Hey, good afternoon. Can anybody hear me? Trying to see if I can get anybody to hear me. Give us thirty seconds and everyone will be unmuted in thirty seconds. I know you guys can hear me. Uh, We'll be unmuted in like 30 more seconds. I'm sorry, is everybody on? Hey, man. Good evening, Elder. Hey, good evening. We are all good now. I'm sorry about that. We had a technical difficulty getting everybody off of mute, but we're good to go now. I'm trying to see is on. I know I see online. October first lady, you on? Yes. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Okay. Yes, I'm. I'm here. Okay. And October and myself is on. I don't see the bishop on yet. I can go ahead and open up. Okay, go ahead and open up. I'm going to be working the line, making sure everything stays cool. So go ahead. You guys are good to go. Okay. Okay, sounds good. Well, um, praise God, everybody. Good evening. Um, I hope everybody's um, day was was great. Even if it wasn't, you know, we still have life, health, and strength. We still have breath in our bodies. Um, Truly, it's a blessing to make it here. Um, This evening on Bible study to just share Um, the word of God uh, on tonight. Thank God for Elder Oliver, uh, Lady Oliver, Chaos, and everybody that's on the panel. Um, Hopefully everybody will will get on here shortly. Um, We're going to go ahead and and get started. No need to prolong the time on tonight. Just pray for me. I'm sitting here reading my word, and it was just, oh, my Lord, it was getting so good, and my head just started pounding. I'm like, Lord, 
I know tonight's going to be good. Somebody's going to tune in that needs to hear this word um, on tonight. So, God, we thank you uh, for life. We thank you for health. We thank you for our strength. We thank you for our well-being. Lord, we thank you for the good and the bad, understanding that our good days and that they outweigh our bad days. Lord, we thank you for our families and our family circles not being broken. Thank you for allowing us to make it home. And, God, for those that are on the way home that may be driving in their cars, thank God, that they will find everything, how they left it. And, God, we ask you to continue to give us the courage and the mindset to spread your gospel in this dying and evil world. God, we ask you to give us the strength, give us boldness, um, fill us with the gift of the Holy Ghost that will give us boldness to stand against the wiles of the flesh and the enemy. And, God, we just ask you to touch everybody that's on the panel tonight and everybody that's listening. In your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So on tonight, um, on tonight, I'll be coming from the book of James, and I'll be starting at the fourth, uh, the fourth chapter. James, the fourth chapter, and we're gonna, um, I'm gonna read verses one through seventeen. Uh, that's just how I like to do it. I like to read the um, the verses that I'll be ministering on tonight, um, then going back and expounding, uh, going line upon line, if time permits. Um, I think my husband is on. Omar, are you on? Did you want to say something before I get started? Tonight we'll be coming from James chapter 4, and we're going to read verses 1 through verse number 17. Um, I just thank God for him allowing to, allowing me the strength uh, to this evening to come before God's people. Truly, I do not um, take it for take it for granted. Um, nerves come every time because you know you just have to be careful of what you're giving God's people, and you don't want to see the wrong information, and you don't want to be self, but all of all of God. And that's um, that's my prayer tonight. That it's all of all of the Lord and none of me, not my opinion. Um, but all of what the Lord has given me um, tonight to share with you guys. Um, so the word of the Lord reads, and we're just going to be dealing with, you know, us as believers, the world, and how we should keep the Lord 100 plus, plus, plus percent um, in the plans and our everyday walk of life. So the word of the Lord reads, from whence come wars, and fighting among you, come they not hence of your lust that war in your members. Ye lust and have not, heal and desire to have and cannot obtain. Ye fight and war, yet ye have not, because ye ask not. Ye ask and receive not, because ye ask amiss, that ye may consume it upon your lust. Ye adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God? Question mark. Whosoever, therefore, will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. Do Verse number five, do ye think that the scripture said in vain, spirit that dwelleth in us lusteth to envy? 
But he giveth more grace, wherefore he said, God resisted the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Be afflicted, and mourn, and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning, and your joy to heaviness. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. Speak not evil one of another, brethren. He that speaketh evil of his brother and judges and judges his brother evil to the law and judges the law. But if thou judge the law, thou art not a doer of the law, but a judge. There is one lawgiver who is able to save and to destroy. Who art thou that judges another? Verse number thirteen through seventeen go to now ye that say today or tomorrow we will go into such a city and continue there a year and buy and sell and get gain. Whereas ye know not what shall be on the morrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor, a vapor <laughs> that appeared for a little time and then vanishes away. For that ye ought to say, if the Lord will, we shall live and do this or that. But know ye, rejoice in your boastings. All such rejoicing is evil. Therefore to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. So here, um, James is pretty much addressing um, worldliness among the Christians. Uh, in regard to their personal pleasures, their slanders, their speech, uh, wrongfully judging others and excluding God from their life. To pretty much, pretty much sums it up, um, verses um, one through ten. So, so many times in our daily walk, you know, we kind of forget to add God to our agenda, and right here in verse number. Verse number one, from whence come wars and fighting among you? And even in the church, you know, um, Christians, they don't even have to be in the church, but just believers, um, they're, they're, there's bickering, there's mumbling, there's complaining, there's not physically fighting, but there's a spiritual warfare that, that goes on um, even in our, our daily life. <laughs> There's no one out here that's, that may be listening on tonight um, or people that we know in our family, even us. We are not that good to where things cannot happen in our life that may cause conflict. But if you keep God on your side, if you keep him in mind when you're making different decisions or when things come up, you'll know how to handle it. Amen? So verse number two, ye lust and have not, ye kill and desire to have and cannot obtain, ye fight and war, yet ye have not, because ye act not. And having simple desires um, beyond the Lord's provision is pretty much what's going on um, at, at this point. And the word kill is 
we don't literally have to like physically kill someone, but you can kill someone's character. You can murder their integrity by your actions, by things that you allow to come out of your mouth and share with other people to get other people on your side. That we're talking about believers, Christian. We're not dealing with the world. Jay's not dealing with the world, right? We're talking about the, the, the church, the believers, and this is what goes on. And a lot of times, and our, and our leader tells us this as well, um, and we, we've heard it a lot, like a lot of times people are not going to see, they're not going to be in the church. They're not going to come in those four walls, but you are the church. You are a walking billboard for Jesus Christ. And the way you carry yourself, and the, your, your speech and things that you say, people are watching, even when you think they're not watching. They hear you say, they hear you praying for that coworker on your job. They hear you speaking of Jesus Christ. They hear you talking about your church. But then they also, on the other hand, hear you bickering and talking about your boss, talking about your supervisor. So you can't do, you can't do both. You have to make a choice because people are watching okay people are watching and verse number three ye ask and receive not because ye ask amiss that ye may consume it upon your lust we should not pray and go to god for things that will bring glory to ourselves we should pray and seek god's face that others that others can be glorified that that god will get the glory you know not not for us but we ask for things to fulfill the flesh. We, me included, we, because nobody is, we're, we're striving for perfect, but we, okay, we pray for things to fulfill the flesh. Lord, give me more money. Okay, when he gives you that money, who are you going to help? Who are you going to lend a helping hand to? When he, when something comes your way and there's a blessing or there's an unexpected blessing, well, what do you, what, what did you do with it? Okay, so we're not to go to the Lord and ask Him for things that's going to satisfy our flesh, because even if you say, Lord, if you bless me with this car, I'm going to go pick up your saints. I'm going to go pick up the the people that want to come to church but can't make it. But then He blesses you with this vehicle, and you don't want nobody to ride in your car. You don't want your car to get dirty or I don't know. No, but you, you forgot what you prayed for, okay? So we are not to ask for things to fulfill the flesh, amen? So we're going to do um, verse 4 and 5 um, to kind of simplify. Um, it, it says, ye adulterers and adulteress, know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God? Whosoever, therefore, will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. Now, with this particular verse, it's not saying, um, it's rightly divided, it's not saying that you cannot befriend or befriend with some, or be friends with someone that's not a believer or be friends with someone that's, you know, out in the world. Because we know that Jesus, you know, he said among the sinners, but he, he was a friend. So with that, you have to have the mindset of, is this person winning me or am I going to win them? Are they doing things and inviting you to the parties and the club 
and you're going, but you invite them to come to your church or come to Bible study or look who's winning who. We're in this world, but we're not, we're not of the world, okay? We should carry ourselves differently. We should walk differently. You know, when things happen, like, yeah, we're, we're in the world, but these, these things don't affect me because the man that <laughs> created this, that, that's my father. That's my daddy. So I, I represent him, so I'm not moved by the things that's going on in the world, okay? So it's not saying that you cannot befriend people of the world, but you have to be careful of what you do and how you act because who's winning who, okay? We have a lot of artists um, that's in the in the secular world and R&B, even in the gospel, People, I mean, people have forgotten what the gospel is. They say that they're gospel singers, but nothing you're, I mean, not, no lyrics, nothing that you're singing about present the life, the death, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. None of those things are mentioned in your song. It's all about, you know, going to the next level and, and living your best life. And we're collaborating, and we're we're getting executive artists and and art and people that that I mean that that's on the devil side, but we're putting them on what's supposed to be a gospel album. Who's winning? Who? You're supposed to be a light to the world. Your audience is huge, but who's winning? Who? Okay. Verse five. Do ye think that the scripture said in vain? The spirit that dwells in us lusteth to envy, but he giveth more grace, wherefore he said, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. Okay? So, and just to backtrack a little bit to verse number four, um, when it talks about adultery, um, to be guilty of adultery, you must be in a relationship. Okay, I just wanted to bring that out before I uh, move forward. And when the scripture is um, talking about that, it's not talking about a husband and a wife, but you must be in a relationship to commit adultery. So we are the bride of Christ. We are the bride of Christ, okay? And um, James is accusing them of loving something or someone, whomever, um, more than Christ. So if you're in a relationship, especially for those that are married, of course, you have to be married. Um, but if you're in your marriage and that person, that husband or that wife steps outside your marriage, how does that make you feel? How would that make you feel? Or how did that make you feel? Okay? Think about it when it comes down to Jesus Christ, when it comes down to God, and we're and we're putting things before him, and we're lusting after something. Even that, if you think it in your heart, come on. What are we doing? What are we putting before God? What are we married to? We serve a jealous God, not jealous to where it's sit, but he doesn't want no other God before us. What are you putting in the place of God? Okay? Um, um, verse 5 and 6. Um, grace, and I looked at the word, and in, in, it means unmerited favor. Grace to escape the pressures. This is what God, this is what he does for us, okay? Um, he gives us grace to escape the pressures of the world, 
let me say that again. He gives us grace to escape the pressures, the disappointment, the letdowns, the hardships. He gives us grace to escape the pressures of the world, okay? And he gives us that escape to uh, to, he gives us that escape to escape the pressures of the world so that they so that we can live faithfully in Christ. I truly believe that. That's my that that's my opinion. He gives us the way of an escape because if he doesn't bring us through our obstacles or if he doesn't heal us, if he doesn't make a way from for us, we will be stressed out, we will be miserable to where we can't we can't go through the next day, but he gives us an way um, he, to escape the pressures of the world, okay? Um, before I go forward, is, is everybody on tonight? Would anybody like to make any comments? Honey, are you on? Can y'all hear me? Yes, we can hear you now. All right, all right, great, great. God bless all of you on tonight. Uh, such a great lesson, and we, we say this every Tuesday night about these messages. Um, but it's not just out of out of tradition and reputation, but this is uh, really good. Definitely talking about the grace that we get because we are believers, and it's important that we remain humble. Um, for he resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Some of the most arrogant people uh, we find is in the church. Uh, some of the most braggadocious and egotistical people we find are in the pulpit um, with the microphone and uh, got these titles as bishops and apostles and evangelists and prophets and uh, pastors that they're just some of them are just so untouchable, you know they're untouchable and they act as if they stuff don't stink. Now, uh, thing about a lot of pastors is, and I can say this because I am, we can get up and have you feeling bad about your stuff and knowing that we're doing the same thing, if not something worse, and it's just. You know, we think we can get by um, and and dealing with church. We've been taught so much, so much erroneous doctrine, touch not my anointed and all this stuff and uh, let God do it and let God judge and you can't. And, and, and a lot of stuff we've done and these preachers, we've, we've preached this stuff because it makes it uh, more difficult for you to challenge. It makes it more difficult for you to question you know, our lifestyle, you know, what we're doing and how we're doing and how we're treating our families and uh, just just our lifestyle in general. So we, we got a lot of people in position in church, as my wife said, this is James was in, is talking to the church, um, that they're just pride, prideful, and, and they'll make you feel bad about yours, and they was right there doing the same thing with you. So it is very important that we as the body of Christ, as we preached on Sunday uh, about about the body, that we humble ourselves. We don't want God to humble us because if God has to humble us, there's no telling what he may do or, you know, what predicament we would get in 
in order for that to happen. So it's best that you humble yourself. So uh, great, great uh, lesson so far. So encouraged to hear the rest of it. Hey, man, does anybody else want to comment? Um, I'm not sure who's all on, but if you would like to comment, you can go ahead and do so at this time. Lead on, verse number seven. Um, First lady, I'm sorry. I had uh, a comment, but um, I was trying to hit unmute real quick. Um, So I think that it's uh, definitely a um, good lesson so far, a lot for us to learn and a lot for us to pick up on. Um, And the main thing that I would say is that from what we've gone over just in the first, you know, seven or eight verses, um, we've got to make sure that we are submitting ourselves to the Lord and make sure that when it comes down to, uh, you know, it's kind of just take self-inventory and make sure that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. And also, on top of that, make sure that um, along with the scriptures I talk about, you know, uh, asking, you know, you shall receive. you got to make sure that you come into God and you're not, asking for something with whether it be with ulterior motives and stuff like that and you wonder why you know your prayers aren't being answered because you know you're 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 going about it the wrong way so make sure that when we present our um case to god so to speak when in prayer you know make sure that we're coming with uh, all the right reasons and not just for what we can gain out of the situation all of the time uh, so we just got to make sure that we're going to God the correct way. So I think that this is where we got to understand, you know, if your prayer ain't being answered, you know, Scripture's telling you what's going on. So make sure that we're in correct alignment even when we reach out to God because we got that open communication, but we got to know how to communicate, and we got to make sure that we're coming in it the right way. And uh, great, great lesson so far in uh Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, anyone else before I proceed on? Great comment. Okay. All right. So verse seven and eight. Um, it reads: Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners. And purify your heart, ye double-minded. So here it's pretty much simple. Um, When you submit to God, you are resisting the devil. So when you submit to the devil through sin or whatever, what what are you doing? You're, You're not submitting to God. So when you submit to God, okay, you are resisting the devil. Some of us, um, and I'm saying us, a lot of times we put ourselves in situations and we, you know, we put ourselves in situations, but the Lord delivers us out of those situations. I know, I know I'm not the only one. If I was in church, I'd say, can I get a witness? So a lot of times we put ourselves in situations that, and we'll say, well, well, the Lord told, no, no, no. If the Lord told you to do a thing, you're not going to have to fight your way through it or you're not going to, no, no. It's not going to be a problem if the Lord puts you there. So if he puts you there, he's going to settle you. 
and he's going to work out whatever it is that it, that he needs to, um, you know, need to work out. So um, I believe James here and those on the panel, um, y'all can definitely chime in. But I believe here James is talking, of course, like I, like I said earlier, to the believers um, who have yielded themselves to temptation and they have turned away from God and he's calling them back. That's what I got out of this. He's calling them, he's calling them back. But there was um, a movie. It's totally, totally. I don't. It's not regarding what we're talking about. But it's. I think it's called a fall, a fall from grace or something like that. When you fall from out of the grace of God, the hands of God, you are a dead man drowning thinking, however they say that, there is absolutely, if you don't have the Lord, if you don't have God on your side, if, if you know, if you have fallen away and you're no longer, there, there's, no, there's no foundation. The Lord is our foundation. That's why we have to include him. We have to be humble. Um, the, the Lord doesn't want you, you boasting in, and we're, we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. But um, here as a believer, if you have fallen Get back in line. Get up. Dust yourself off. Come to the Lord with a pure heart. God, please forgive me of my sins. I repent. You know, it's get in your your that assurance that God got you. He he got you, but he didn't move. It was you. So here, I believe, yes, he's talking to the to those to the believers, the saints that have fallen. Okay, cleanse your hands and dust yourself off. Okay, dust yourself off, get back up, get in line with the Lord, um, correct your thoughts, being double-minded. And at the end part of number eight, ye sinners, and purify your heart, ye double-minded, ye double-minded. So I looked up that word double-minded or having a double mind, and the what I, what I read, it was saying having um, – opposite or opposing views at different times, okay? Opposing or having opposite views at different times. And it's like having a double heart. Anything doubled up that's not supposed to be doubled up in your body, it's not going to function properly. But we have the power to change it by wanting to think differently, for having a double mind. We have the power to change it by wanting to think differently. How can we think differently if that's just like a person that's doing something wrong, but they don't see they're doing wrong. They think you're wrong because you're pointing out they're wrong. This is where the judging, I, you know, yeah, you can't judge me. No, I'm not judging you, but us as believers, family, we have to let them know. It's the saying that Lady Oliver, uh, that she said, you got to call them out on the carpet. And there's nothing wrong with that, but it's how you do it. It's how you approach them. It's how you say it, okay? So we have the power through the grace of God to change our way of thinking. And a double-minded person is, I mean, I don't know if you know any, but I've, I definitely have come across a few people. It's just it just brings confusion. The devil wants our he he wants to destroy us. He doesn't want us to be in our sound mind. So he's going to put things in there, and we have to be sober. 
sober-minded, sober-minded. And just because we are believers, just because you're a believer, does not mean every day is going to be perfect. You wake up in the morning, that does not mean that your day is going to be absolutely perfect. Nothing is going to go wrong. That is, I don't know. It's not going to go that way, okay? But a double-minded, if you're double-minded, if you're not sure you're double-minded, you you need to pray and seek God. And if someone keeps coming to you about the same thing, the same thing, the same thing, you probably need to do a self-checkup, do a spiritual check. And get yourself lined up with the word, with the word of God. Amen. Be afflicted and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to heaviness. Humble yourselves, as my husband had mentioned. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and He shall lift you up. Okay. Come to God humble. Don't come to Him saying, "Well, God, you know that I did this," or. Lord, you know that I help this family. Or, well, Lord, I I give my offering. I I I feed. I feed the hungry. I go out to the shelters. I do this. I do that. It's I. Everything is you. Where does the Lord fit in at? Where does the Lord fit in? If you did everything, if you made things, you know, come through. You came through for people. Where does God fit in at? Okay, humble yourselves. Humbling yourselves, you gotta, you know, take take up your rights for somebody else's wrong. Okay, speak not evil one to another, brethren. He that speaketh he that speaketh evil to his brother and judges judges his brother speaketh evil of the law and judges the law. But if thou judge the law, thou art not a doer of the law, but a judge. There is one lawgiver who is able to save and destroy. Who art thou that judges another? So this this particular um, scripture, I can say so much on this. I'm not going, but with this, a lot of people look at it as a guilty person. When you call them out on the carpet, oh, you can't judge me. No, I'm not judging you, but I I see your lifestyle, and it's not lining up with the word of God, especially as a believer. You're a believer. You shouldn't be, you know, you still shouldn't be on milk, especially if you've been in this thing for a while, okay? And that's what we find ourselves at being in ministry. You know, the ones that we think would be, eh, it's just, it doesn't, it doesn't always work out that. It doesn't always work out that way, Okay. So um, just always include include God in what you're doing and don't be to the point to where it's all about you because you have to humble yourself. You have to take down sometimes, okay? Even in marriage, you have to take down sometimes. In a relationship, even with your children, you know, not saying that you, you let your children walk all over you. No, sometimes you have to you just take down. Give heed the things that are going on, so you'll be mindful of, you know, what, what God is saying here. Um, are there, anybody else want to make any comments before I get ready to close out? If anybody else wanted to speak on these particular scriptures. Yeah, God bless. Um, I was sitting here thinking about that, that uh, double-minded, um, and my mind, you know, definitely in the church, uh, just to highlight it a little bit further, 
uh, that's like a person that you can be in a meeting with a person, with a group, and in that meeting, this individual says, yes, we, we, yeah, we understand, yes, we agree, or yes, we with you, or yes, we got it. We understand, we, yeah, that's, that's great. But as soon as they get out the meeting, as soon as they get out yeah. the meeting, it changes. I don't know what he was talking about. I don't know what he was talking about. I don't. I don't understand that. I don't know why in the world they they making that decision or or whatever. So they're, they're double minded. They got two minds. They're saying one thing uh, in in one ear and saying one thing out the other. Or one part of their mouth they're saying one thing and saying something different out of the other part of their mouth. And as you stated, you never know how to really take this individual. You don't know how to take this person. Uh, they can be with you and good in one moment, and, and the, the next moment, not even the next day, but the next moment, they could be on the other side of the fence. So you just you just really know, uh, and, and it's good to, to mark a double-minded person because you really can't, uh, and the Bible said a double-minded person is unstable in all their yeah. ways. Double-minded is unstable. You never know what to, you don't know how to take them. You never know. You really can't put any confidence. And, and when you have this individual in the church amongst the body of believers, you have to mark this person. I mean, you got to identify this person because this is the person that could cause a lot of hell in the church. This is the person when that next scripture, when the scripture later on, as you just read, uh, talks about uh, talks about how, uh, uh, let me let me pull it up real quick. Uh, still got it here. Uh, speak not evil one of another, brethren. Yeah. He that speaketh evil of his brother and judges his brother speaketh evil of the law. That's this. That's 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 really this this double minded uh, person. They can speak well of you one minute, and next thing you know, you the <laughs> you know excuse me, you the worst thing to ever happen. And how do you judge the law? Remember Jesus when Jesus summed the law up. He summed the law up by saying, love, uh, love the Lord God with all thine heart and love thy neighbor as thyself. So in this scripture, it's symbolic to, okay, if you love a person, if you love your neighbor as yourself, you're not going to speak evil of yourself. How many, how many of us have ever heard somebody speaking evil of themselves? Not, 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 you know, not many of us, you know, you you know, you probably need to be admitted if you're talking really evil of yourself. But we'll talk evil against our brother. We'll talk evil against <laughs> our neighbor, against our you know fellow believer, our fellow uh, uh, brother and sister in Christ. So uh, James is saying here, you know, we have to if we're going to live this thing, not be double-minded, speaking well of each other. If we're going to to to, to follow, fulfill the law, it's all in love. Okay, yeah. and loving me, you know, you can correct me without having to speak evil of me. Okay, you can correct me without having to uh, shame me, uh, like you were saying, you know, shame and and blaspheme and condemn and try to make me look bad. Okay, there, there's no need to, that, that, you know, especially in the church, there's no need to make to try to make each other uh, look bad. You know, uh, a person that the fruit don't fall far from the tree. Okay, what's in a person is going to eventually come out. They're going to make themselves look. Okay, you're gonna you're gonna make yourself. What's in you is going to come out. 
just sooner or later, if you just hang in now, sooner or later what's in a person uh, is going to come out. So, uh, yeah, thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you, honey. Anyone Hey, man. So I, too, have a comment, First Lady. Um, with This has been a great lesson, first and foremost. And um, personally, I think of myself as a solutionist, right? So meaning if there is an issue, I always try to get ahead of something or I always try to figure it out or just how can we make something work. And lately, more than ever, I've been finding myself having to humble myself, not in a sense of humble um, in equating to pride, but humbling in the sense that everything isn't for me to figure out, everything isn't for me to work out. So more than ever, I've been having to pray more and more and more and ask God to guide me, lead me, and direct my steps for where he wants me to be and what it is that he wants for my life as well as my family. Because no matter how great of a mom you are, great of a person, of a wife you are, you cannot figure everything out by yourself, and it's not for you to do. Because if we could do it by ourselves, what do we need the Lord for? And if he's supposed Mm. to be our number one, then you have to sit tight. And this is to me, and if it resonates with you, great. But you have to sit tight and take a back seat and know that everything is not for you to figure out. And First Lady, you know, (laughs) you know that is a thousand percent me. Um, And also, some people are impatient and they feel like, well, I didn't get an answer yet or why isn't this happening for me because it's not time for you. Or it, it may just that thing that you want may not be for you. So we have to stop worrying about why something didn't happen and you may just need to be grateful that it didn't happen because you don't know what the Lord was saving you from or, or what was blocking you, you know, from getting to where it is that you need to be. Sometimes our paths aren't straight. There are like a couple of little turns here and there, but if it's God's path for you, then it is the correct path. So how you see your your vision of where you're supposed to go, if it doesn't align with God, then it doesn't matter what you want as long as you get to God's purpose for your life. And also, if something doesn't go according to the plan, don't ever, ever, ever allow it to draw you away from God because sometimes people get so upset, disappointed, and impatient because they don't have those things or those answers right then and there, so then they want to back away. No. When you are in uncertain then it should draw you closer to the Lord. Nothing in this world should separate you from the Lord and the love and the relationship that you have with Christ. Absolutely nothing. Because I I hear people say, well, I don't understand why this is happening to me. Why not? Why, why can't things happen to you? Who told us that as Christians we're not supposed to go through anything? Who told y'all that? So when you are going through a situation where you feel that you don't understand why me, it's unfair, keep praying about it. Humble yourself, get on your knees, go in your car, go cry in the shower, go in your closet, whatever it is that you need to do 
to get it out and remember who you are in Christ. And I hope that's, you know, encouraging for somebody on tonight that's been, you know, having some of those same situations. But you can't fix it all. Just remember that. That's what Christ is for. Amen. Amen. Ooh, we need some good comments. I don't know where to start. Anyone else? Beautiful comment. Yes, Uh, yes, First Lady, I'll I'll, um, comment real quick. Uh, I don't know how much um, we're going to be able to get to because I know uh, Pastor and, you know, my wife just went through everything from A to Z uh, real quick, but... I'm going to see what I can add to the equation. Uh, cause God was Watch it, Tobert. <laughs> God was showing me something right along those lines as well uh, within verse, you know, 10 and 11. So I'm guessing he just won't let us stay here for a minute. But, you know, as the scriptures say, humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. And just the first part, speak not evil one of another, brethren. Um, I am reminded of a uh, of a scenario within the scriptures, uh, within the account of the gospels, and you know I may have the, the people uh, wrong, uh, maybe spot on, but this reminds me of the publican and the tax collector, and that story as to where the publican came to God in his prayer, boasting and bragging on how he's been uh, and and what he's done and coming in that way and then ended his prayer even speaking evil about his brother, his brethren, you know, by saying, I am not like, you know, not like this sinner. I've been doing all this stuff, been doing all, and I'm not like this sinner. talking about the tax collector. And, you know, the tax collector comes and he goes to God and he's praying and he's asking for forgiveness, and he's coming in a different direction. Well, that's where the scripture comes into life because that's where he will be lifted up, as this scripture says at the end of, you know, verse 10. That's where, you know, he'll be lifted up because he came to God humble. He didn't come to the Lord as if he had everything together and look at what I do, and I'm this and I'm that. He came to God, you know, with expectancy for God to be able to come over and work over in us. That's what we got to do. We got to allow God, you know, to, to, to work on us. It's not everything that we can do. It's what can God what can God do for us, how he can change us, and how he can be at the forefront. You know, we can't never get to the point where we get big-headed and we think that all that we do is because of who we are. But, no. It's all because of Jesus Christ, all because we belong to him. So we got to humble ourselves, you know, dial it back a little bit and give honor to the Lord for everything that he do for us. And and that's all I got to add. Amen. That's awesome. Y'all make this, y'all make Bible study so easy. I I appreciate it. Help us one to another, but that is that is that's awesome. Um, uh, yeah, it, it, that's I'll be on here another ten minutes, but um, so thing I was about to, I mean, you kind of summed it all up um, from verses thirteen to seventeen, talking about boasting. Um, 
it's it's evil. Someone that's always boasting and they did this, it's it's not it you get all the credit. There's no glory to God. Everything we do and in my notes I added I said add God in your plans or add God to your plans because without him you're building on sinking sand and not a firm foundation. We have to understand that we are not in control. We are not in control. God is God is running this. And sometimes it's like even if we are allowing him to do it or not, God is still orchestrating. He's still working it out on our behalf. When we when we think that we're doing something, but when it all falls into play, it's like, God, God, you did this. You was doing this all along. You was doing this, okay? And we have plans. We make plans. We plan our, you know, my, my me and my husband, we, him and I, we, we've never did this. But some families, they, they have their five-year plan. They have their 10-year plan. They have their three-year plan. That is nothing, it's nothing wrong with that. But when you are planning, just know that your plans may not go as you have planned, if that makes sense. Because if you, everything you do, you have to add God in it. Lord, this is what I, but if it's the Lord's will, as it says in verse, um, I think it's verse number 15, yes. For that ye ought to say, if the Lord will, we shall live and do this or that. I have a plan, but it may not be God's plan. Some people have plans to go on vacation. They have nothing wrong with that. You can make plans. It's nothing wrong with that. But you have to, the point of it is put God in your plans because your plans may not be his will for your life. Your plan, your family plan, your whatever, it may not be the plan for your life. That's why you have to seek God and add him in the equation to make sure that it's what God's will is for your life. That's what we have to remember. Add God to your plans. Seek his faith. Some, uh, a couple woke up this morning planning to go out to dinner, go out to break, but not knowing that the Lord was going to take them. Some of us plan to make it, hey, to go to the gas station, make it down the street, but it wasn't in God's plan. You didn't see that accident that was going to delay those plans and put you in the hospital. You didn't see those plans. And I can think of my mother, and I'm and I'm going to end with this. I can think, thinking of my mother, um, the last time that we saw her and she was in the nursing home, not knowing that COVID was about to hit the way it did. We made plans to go get her, to go do some things, not knowing that those plans were going to be completely changed. It's the smallest things we always have to say, if it's the Lord's will, you're going to come over if it's the Lord's will. But in those plans, um, when my mother got rest her sweet soul, we were planning some things, but I wasn't planning to get a phone call, which was probably the worst words that I probably have ever heard, to say that your mother is passing. 
So at this time, I'm talking to her and trying to, you know, get that those last words in because they say the last thing that goes is that person, the person's hearing. Our plans, our family plans with, with her, those was our plans. And I don't remember saying, well, if it's the Lord's will, because we just do stuff and we say stuff, but we always have to include God's plan. So I encourage you on tonight, for those that's on the panel and for those that are listening tonight, whatever the plan is and the will is for your life, you know what? We don't know it, but you know who does? God does. It may be a year down. It may be a three, four, five months, what, at three, four, five years, but God knows the plan for our life. He knows exactly what's going to go on tomorrow. He knows exactly what's going to go on in the next few minutes. God knows that. So while we're stressing and we're beating ourselves up and we're, and everybody around us is, you know, feeling the effect of it's not your plan. It's not your will, but it's what God's will is for our life. Don't put yourself so high up on the pedestal where you, where you think you can't add God. Say, well, Lord, whatever your will is, and actually mean it, because his will may not be your will. It's not, it, it's a, in a lot of cases, it's not. And a delayed answer from God does not mean that he denied it. It may just be wait, or maybe you're not ready, or it just straight up might be no. This is not for you. Accept it and put your trust, your complete trust in the Lord. God bless y'all on tonight. I love you. Um, looking forward to next week's Bible study. Amen. Thank y'all so much for your comments um, that help get the Bible study through. It's not just to be saying whatever, but it's really helpful for us as a panel, as a family, to come together and read the scriptures and help each other out. So I really appreciate the panel on tonight. I love you. I appreciate you. Thank you, honey. The services is in your hand. Y'all have a good night. <laughs> God bless. All right. Awesome. <clears throat> awesome. Awesome. Um, you, you said something at the end, and I thought about uh, this afternoon going to work um, as we were, uh, me and my wife both are doing summer school, and as I was uh, leaving the lot to go to my school to pick up, there was a terrible accident. I mean, it was like it was a three-car accident right there at the intersection of um, Sugarloaf and Highway 29, and um, I mean, terrible. And that just came to my mind when you were saying how we make plans and we just never know. That accident was so bad that uh, two and a half, three hours later, matter of fact, three hours later, it was still. Uh, the buses uh, that would normally be through uh, around 4 o'clock were still calling in, saying they, they're still 25, 30 minutes out. Um, so w- what we would normally be done, it was like over an hour or so uh, delay because of that, that accident. It was three different cars, um, and it, it, was, it was real bad. <laughs> but I'm quite sure those, those families... Um, no doubt was on their way somewhere, had plans of doing something, and um, and just out, out of nowhere, you know, this this happened, and I immediately began to to pray 
and intercede and even some tears uh, came to my eyes uh, as I was sitting there watching uh, what was taking place. And I really began to, to intercede on behalf of those three uh, different um, families. So, you know, we, we never know. We never know. But it's, if we if we keep our hands in God's hand, then wherever he leads us, it'll be all right. And the old song says, where he leads me, I'll follow. I'll go with him all the way. The great, great, great message. Great word tonight, baby. I uh, enjoyed it. Thank you so much, so much growth in you. And as a husband, I appreciate you and appreciate the growth and the, the task that you have taken on to assist in, in this ministry. So God bless you on tonight. All right, we're going we're gonna to do the offering, and then I'll open it up uh, for those that are still on tonight. Uh, any last words? Just want to give our offering information. Um, for those of us, those of you that would like to give to our extended arms ministry, you can do so at dollar sign EA ministry. Now, you can cash out whatever the amount is the Lord lays on your heart uh, to dollar sign EA ministry. And for those that would like to give tonight to our local church, Grace Tabernacle Church, you can do so. The cash app is dollar sign PTC877. Once again, dollar sign PTC877. And may the Lord bless you real good. All right, before we dismiss on tonight, any final uh, words? Any final words on tonight from anyone on the panel? All right, all right, okay. Well, we're not gonna, not gonna uh, parlay the time. Uh, thank you all so much for tuning in on tonight. Meet us Sunday morning. This will be our youth Sunday. This coming Sunday, third Sunday. Uh, meet us at nine o'clock at one nine nine East Krogan Street, Lawrenceville, Georgia three zero zero four six. Sweet A at 9 o'clock. Amen. For hour of power. We're in there a little bit over an hour or so. And uh, you can come on, be with us live or tune in through Facebook on Chaos. And may the Lord bless you real good. All right. Have a great week. And we pray that if it's the Lord's willing, we will see you or tune in on Sunday morning. God bless. Father, we thank you. We appreciate you tonight as we leave this place but never your presence. We pray that your mercy and your grace will be with us. Help us, God, to humble ourselves. Give us a mind of, uh, uh, to live in a state of repentance, uh, to be humble and not prideful. For you give it grace to the humble, but you resist the pride. And we just thank you for the message and the messenger on tonight, those that are on the panel. We thank you for them. And we pray that you will be glorified in our lives. As we leave this place, never your presence, Matthew 28, 9 through 20, tells us to go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And, lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Good night. <laughs>